Hi, and welcome to Zed Games. Recorded live at 4ZZZ Studios in Brisbane and broadcast nationally over the community radio network, Zed Games brings you the latest gaming news, reviews, and interviews from across Australia and around the world. Coming at you live from 4ZZZ Studios. You might be listening to us on 102.1 FM or Zed Digital in Brisbane or around the country on the community radio network. This is Zed Games. And it's going to be a really good show, and I haven't been on the show for a while, so I'm rusty. Hi, I'm Cringy. Welcome back. Hi, Adrian. How you going? Yeah, going great. Hey, Ray. How you going? I'm good, thanks. Evie, how long has it been since you were last here? Like two months. It's been so long. I missed you. It's been a very long time. I'm happy that you're back. Yeah, me too. You've all come back from a staycation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something like that. And we also have Scott Beebe from Brisbane Bay. How you going, man? I'm good. How you guys going? Doing all right. Tell us a little bit about Brisbane Byte very, very quickly. Just a little bit of a sneak peek before later. Uh, it's a magazine in Brisbane that tries to cover all the events and games that are being made every single month. And there's so many of them. There are a lot. So we'll get into that a little bit later. Chatting to Scott about the whole Brisbane Byte situation, because it is an entire situation. Did you introduce Adrian? Yeah, yeah I, I said, introduced hey, my, I said yeah. hey, Adrian. Oh, okay. I perked up first. Rate. Just checking. Yeah. Pay attention. Definitely. Uh, I should Come really on. pay attention to this show. <laughs> We've got a lot coming up this show. Uh, also, just going to quickly just toot my own horn. That intro, you might not recognize. It's not the regular Zed Games intro. That was from the Lucio voice actor, Johnny Cruz. And we're going to have an interview with him um, in the coming weeks. Might not Lucio. be next week, much to Ray's dismay. But um, all that's a little bit later. Right now, gaming news headlines. The CEO of NBN Co has blamed gamers for the congestion of wireless broadband servers during a parliamentary hearing in Sydney this week. Bill Morrow remarked that super users who were consuming terabytes made it necessary for the company to investigate a fair use policy that would throttle data usage for users who put an extreme burden on the network. When asked who these users were, Morrow said that it was predominantly gamers. Under subsequent questioning, he later admitted that he lacked the data to confirm that claim. Oh, those gamers <laughs> and their internet sucking games. <laughs> how how <laughs> dare they? Um, so I think uh, ABC Science was one of the one of the outlets to post like some of the some of the math, I guess, um, as far as average hourly bandwidth usage goes. If you're playing online games like PUBG, Fortnite. Um, CSO, uh, CSGO, Destiny 2, like that ranges anywhere from sort of uh, about 40 megabytes an hour to 300 megabytes an hour. That is in comparison to stuff like Netflix or Stan or Foxtel Go, which ranges from anywhere between 300, which is the high end of games, up to about 7,000. That is 7 gig in an hour. Hit them with the facts. <laughs> Fact check. Fact NBN. check. NBN. Yeah. Get your facts straight. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of disappointing that the guy who's in charge of it doesn't really know who's using the internet. Because, yeah, okay, gamers, we, we do require high high bandwidth. You know, we want to be, uh, like, we need a quick connection so to play the game. We don't need high bandwidth. Like, the, the stress that we're putting on the network, like, it is, we're not relatively stressing the network compared to stuff like streaming video. I think gaming is a really interesting uh, perspective to sort of take on in that we test how reliable, how stable a connection is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if we have crap ping, if we have like dropouts, that majorly affects our ability to engage with that kind of content. It doesn't quite affect quite as negatively stuff like streaming video. 
Um, Obviously, you know, video games have become infamous for their numerous amounts of patches and other things, and downloadable games becoming more popular now means that there's obviously more data there. But yeah, you know, people playing games online, there's not that much. There's so much. I think that there's so many more people that actually hog the networks in terms of Netflix. Yeah. Binging series and a lot of, um, you know, what television is now, which is binge-worthy stuff, and you binge stuff. So... And if you're talking about what was it seven that what se- like seven gig in an hour seven that's, gig in an hour for Netflix insane. and that Netflix will keep playing shows up till like what five like how many unwatched after you're asleep yeah keep it's playing. like <laughs> you're, <laughs> already, you're like okay cool yeah 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 if you ask me who the power users are it's not uh, old mate on his PC playing Overwatch it's uh, it's mum watching Netflix it's mum <laughs> you know West Wing in 4K on the brand new 4K TV yeah yeah. 4K, it requires a lot of data. 4K everything. Yeah. Xbox One X. Shout out to like Xbox One X, X games that take like 100 gig to download. Shout out to 4K. The, the thing is, like, you look at that and you're like, that's a little bit disappointing. Bill Morrow has had history in this space. Like, it's not just like, let's just get a business executive in. Like, he was um, chief executive for Vodafone UK, for Vodafone Japan, coming to the NBN Co. Like, it just seems like a bit of a cop out. I don't even know. Whatever, it's fine. I'm not bitter. I have a lot more things that I could say, but probably not on air. Shut down all the video games. Honestly, get rid of them. Uh, The publisher of popular online shooter Fortnite is being sued by the makers of PUBG, the other online, other popular online shooter. There are only two popular online shooters. The lawsuit filed in South Korea alleges that Epic Games copied intellectual property to create Fortnite Battle Royale, namely the weapon designs and user interface. Both games feature a similar premise 100 players are dropped onto an island to battle to the death with only one player or team able to claim victory the makers of PUBG have previously filed litigation against other battle royale style games appearing on mobile as well as an injunction against epic games earlier in the year the only two online shooters huh there are only two online shooters <laughs> may as well be hey because like this is kind of you know Considering the current video game climate, Battle Royale has become kind of infamous for just being massive. So they may as well be the only two. And it's kind of fun watching, you know, Godzilla and King Kong just fight it out. But in video game form, these gargantuan properties that have come out of nowhere. I feel like we're conflating PUBG. Like, is PUBG really rotting all of the minds of all the children across the entire world? No, it's Fortnite. It's Fortnite. Fortnite fears. I yeah. remember that was a headline that I saw on... Yeah. I think, ACA. Yeah, ACA or something. Honestly, yeah. She's sucking up all the data. It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the innocence the, of the youth. Sucking up all the headspace, yeah. honestly. Yeah, you know, they should just shut Netflix down. <laughs> I feel like that's where that did, a sorry. controversial. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Where did uh, this come from? Is that a controversial statement? We were making jokes about PUBG and Fortnite. You're like, you know what? Netflix? Who because needs? he's I'm playing like, back to the last news story where right. Netflix is the real issue. All right, Netflix is is the hidden, the hidden uh, antagonist that no one expects. But here's the thing: you see article after article, Fortnite is corrupting our children. Fortnite stealing the bandwidth. Fortnite's ruining the internet. Hello, Mr. Netflix. It's Peppa Pig on Netflix that's corrupting Netflix the kids. Is is making the internet like a freaking tortoise for everybody. But no one, there's no articles about Netflix. Let's shut it down. Oh, Let's boycott not Netflix. Yeah. Well, like everyone t- loves Netflix. Like a tortoise. Why don't we withdraw into the next story? <laughs> Jesus. A key ring has led to the theme of the next Assassin's Creed being leaked online. A French video game site showed the image of a key ring with a Spartan helmet design. Inside a package with a logo for Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Hours after the leak, Ubisoft confirmed the title of the game as well as the setting. Ancient Greece. 
Mm. Look, it's not it's not the Persia setting that I've been praying for for so long. I want to bring back Prince of Persia so bad. Are they ever going to come back to that, though? Well, I mean, the the problem was the last one was launched in 2008, and that was the Light Seed situation. You're playing as this perfect prince, and you've got um, this like it's really just like two or three characters in that game, and it it was it didn't appeal to like the core gamer. And if you try and think back to 2008, as hard as it is, it was very much like you have casual games over here on like web or whatever, and then you have like very much like hardcore gamer games over here and Prince of Persia just didn't really fit into either of those because you couldn't die in that game well it was very hard to die you, <laughs> every you time could, you fell you off you pretty much couldn't die yeah you'd yeah. constantly be saved by Elika yeah and I'm like I just want just give me another good looking prince but also um, <laughs> Ancient Greece yeah I'm enjoying the memes that have come out of the fact that this game comes no less than a year after Mario Odyssey first thing first thing that I did I see it and I just immediately message my mate and just like, yep, cool. It's original. Assassin's Creed Assassin's is coming to the Mario universe next. Super maybe. <laughs> Assassin's Mario Odyssey. Yep. Yeah. You know what? I think a whole bunch of other franchises should jump aboard the Odyssey bandwagon now. Fortnite, it's a good name. Fortnite Odyssey. You know what? Red, Red Dead Redemption 2. Netflix Scrap Odyssey. It. Red Dead ne- Odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> Netflix Odyssey. Netflix Odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. Do you find it interesting, though, that this one comes a year after the last one, when they specifically took a year off? I think that was... Well, I mean, the year off was... They, they did Unity, and then they did Syndicate, and I think... And then there was a two-year break, wasn't yeah, there? Yeah, be, because, instead of the one-year break, because Syndicate was already, like, halfway down the pipe by the time Unity came out, and we were like, wow, this sucks, right? Like, that was, that was pretty, like, across the board. Like, Unity's kind of bad. Mm. Um, I skipped that one. From a technical perspective, at, at the very least. Also, like, why are all of the French characters British accent? It's fine. Um, and then Syndicate came out because they were already halfway through development. It's like, cool, we probably should wrap up on this before maybe letting the, the market sort of, like, adjust and, like, let the, the want for a new Assassin's Creed come back. Right. Then they came back after Syndicate with Origins last year, I believe, was how that went. And it was pretty good. And it was good? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Did you did reviews? Uh, Lee reviewed it, but he, he gave a glowing one. Okay. Yeah. Cool. He said it sort of reinvigorated the Assassin's Creed franchise. Which kind of is what you'd hope for after two years off air, right? Yeah, but, but now it, it's been re- reinvigorated. We can go back to the formula, the new reinvigorated formula. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Pump them out every year. Why not? <laughs> Was it, was it just reinvigorated, though, because of the, the setting? Or was it the time off people are used to, no Assassin's Creed, every two years, I'll come back to it? Well, what was what was Lee's overall, like, was was the gameplay, was the... The skeleton. This story, the was skeleton. it different? The skeleton, because AC games have followed that same skeleton. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, that's how they're sustained as a yearly release. Did he actually feel like it, it, it brought new things to the Assassin's Creed kind of... Um, you know, it's Assassin's Creed is Assassin's Creed. Yeah, it's kind of hard to mistake. Um, yeah, but yeah, he there were some things, aspects of the game that he thought were new. Some good things came back from previous iterations. I mean, I'd have to go back and listen to his review as well. Yeah, ago, no, no, that's fair enough. But I like, I think that after clearly hitting a high with Origins, it kind of makes sense because obviously they they know ahead of time. Okay, we're clearly doing something good. We we, we know that this is going to be a product that's going to hit a you know roughly this to this on Metacritic or whatever. We're expecting this much you know sales levels. It makes sense if they are confident in their product to then follow that up 
to capitalize on that. Also, ancient Greece is just a hella cool setting. So it's not that- Persia. Where's my Prince of Persia? Stop it. <laughs> no, Stop ancient it. Greece. Man, I think you're sucking the wind this out is of this. Sparta. Like, with Greece, you've got you know you've got all the gods. God of War leaves mm. ancient Greece, and now Assassin's Creed is like we're going back. Maybe there's going to be some of that. Maybe you find yourself you know a sexy Zeus. Don't be upset, Jack. I wouldn't mind a sexy Zeus. Yeah, come on. Yeah, think about It'll it. It'll be shockingly think good. About it. I'm pretty into it. There yeah. was 300. Aphrodite, you got to I'm into that. that. Got to what? You got to love 300. <laughs> 300. I love. I love. This is Sparta references. I love so memes. Many yeah. So many abs. I love Jared Butler. I just need more abs. Quantity. I'm looking forward to like the political intrigue that they might instill into this game. I'm thinking like an assassination mission where you have to kill Julius Caesar, or maybe you have to thwart the assassination. Is that history? Huh? I don't know anything about Zeus. Will be Greek. Zeus will be the leader of the Illuminati. You guys are talking about Zeus, and you're questioning my historical I'm knowledge. Not... Caesar was assassinated. <laughs> question... Everyone knows that. Oh, no, no. Your historical knowledge, I'll question. But yeah. as far as his history in general, I just not. I'm okay. not a history boy. All right. Let's, let's, let's wrap this up. I'm excited. I want Prince of Persia back. I'm sorry. And more abs. <laughs> cool. Great. You're listening to Zed Games. And we got a guest in the studio. Hey, Scott. Hey. How you going? I'm very well. So we spoke a little bit to Brisbane Byte. It is a magazine. It is. It focuses on Brisbane. Correct. Video game yes. stuff. <laughs> These are all true things. Yes. Tick, tick, tick. Outside of the Brisbane part, video game magazines have existed previously. Yes. I speak about them like as if they don't <laughs> exist at all anymore. There are some. They are um, harder to find. But they have been less and less over time. Yes. Why did you make one? Uh, partly for that reason. Uh, one of the first bits of feedback I got was, it's weird to have a thing that I can actually touch. It's a really niche thing, but to be able to pick it up and and flick through something instead of swiping on a screen, was um, something that the readers really liked. How does that change how you make stories happen in an, in an editorial sense, I guess? Does that affect... If you, would make, if you had a blog versus Brisbane Byte, what is the difference there in how you work? Uh, well, when working to print specifically, there's a lot more cutting of larger words to make a certain line look correct. Things like that, like really tiny things you don't even think of. Uh, but mainly it's just chopping and changing small bits just to fit the page or, you know, whatever. Like, in a blog you can just sort of spit out whatever and yeah. you're done. You know, you edit it and that's about it. But there's an additional step when doing print. Flashback to the early days of Zed Games when we used to blog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what a vibe. <laughs> Blogging is a vibe. So, you know, with something like this that's not... Is, is this distributed at all online as well? Do you copy what you do in the physical magazine and pop it online? Well, so far, um, the entire project is just run by me. And so uh, it's only on social media and word of mouth has gotten it around. Okay. Um, where we, I, I'm used to saying we to sound professional. <laughs> uh, I am uh, hoping to start a website shortly. Um, we're working on some business deals in the background. Ooh. Yes. And uh, then I'll be reposting everything from the magazine on the website, having an interactive calendar of events, all that sort of thing. But to clarify, like, you might not necessarily have, like, a website in in the traditional sense, I guess, but you can consume the magazine digitally. Yes, that is correct. Yes. Um, It is emailed out. We have a um, a, uh, readership. You can subscribe subscribe online. Uh, through our social media channels, uh, specifically Facebook. 
And that is facebook.com slash Brisbane Bite. Yes, we are at, at Brisbane Bite on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. B-Y-T-E. Correct. And, uh, yeah, we'd, we'd... Again, we. We, we. You wear that many hats... <laughs> yes, that, that is true. You, uh, you may as well be multiple people. Uh, I'd love it if uh, anyone interested in gaming in Brisbane would uh, subscribe to the magazine because there's lots of interesting things coming up. And also you can pop around to uh, a bunch of different venues in Brisbane and pick up the magazine, correct? It's that is correct. We are at a bunch of locations. Uh, Netherworld, uh, if you go to university in Brisbane, chances are you'll see it in the library. Um, uh, just cafes and... and Rep Cafe so de Soy. <laughs> Cafe de Soy, once upon a time. Yeah. Uh, he is working on a new project. I didn't know they're I gone. Do rec- yeah, Project uh, Project Desoy. Project Desoy. <laughs> Cafe Desoy went under for a little bit. Rip. Um, yeah, no, that's... Because that's that's where like, we kind of caught wind of each other at a certain point, I Yes, feel. I believe that's it right. It was like, ooh, who's this person who has a magazine? And, and, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, to, I guess a little bit of context. Cafe Desoy uh, was a cafe attached at the hip to um, like a car... To place. To car tint place. Yeah. Um, what was the suburb? I always forget the suburb. In Albion. Albion. Escobar. Um, Escobar, yes. So he, he had started this business and it spun off and, and they used to have ridiculous retro gaming markets out there. Um, they still do, except it's kind of run out of a house somewhere on the north side. I can't remember that suburb either. Um, as far as... So you're distributing it, distributing it to all of these places. Yeah. Do you get feedback from people sort of like on the spot? Do you kind of speak to people who like you just sort of you're sort of dropping stuff off or when you like how do you get that back and forward outside of social media? Is it all through social media? Uh majority of the readers is through social media. Hmm. Um talking to business owners, that all happens when I drop off the magazine and just catch up on what's the latest, if they got any new, you know, card games coming out, uh all that sort of thing. Um I know up on the north side um, oh, I can't remember the name. Conexio. Uh, they're really good about stocking local games. Uh, Curious Humans was a really interesting card game that came out. Uh, a bit like Cards Against Humanity, but more personal, believe it or not. <laughs> um, so oh, no. by dropping by these places, I can I can get the latest news from these guys and it helps improve the magazine going forward. I have to say, like looking at the back of the magazine that we've got here in the studio, uh, I really like the fact that it kind of acts as a local uh, brochure for, you know, all things kind of geek or, or fandom when it comes to games or, or pop culture. And I think that's really, really fun. You know, the fact that I can pop down to a place uh, and I have done so like Netherworld. Um, and if you're not from Brisbane, definitely come down and check it out. It's, a, it's an awesome bar. And then... Uh, you know, have a look at what else is available and what events are happening at other bars and other venues across uh, the city. Yeah, definitely. Um, and that's that's really neat because you're kind of getting some some information in. It's it's a pretty bite sized magazine, which I think lends itself to like consuming it and and, and being keen for what's more. Yeah, and our uh, our online edition of the magazine is normally longer than the print version. Print version uh, is sort of being treated as just the the morsel to get you in. And then you go online and you subscribe and you get the online version, which is typically bigger, has uh, extended articles, all that sort of thing. Mm. Um, but yeah. You all snickered when I said bite-sized, by the way. That yes. was not a pun intended at all. But it was a good one anyway. <laughs> Thanks. You know, I, I'm doing my best, uh, even when I'm not trying. Scott, uh, so Brisbane Bite is, of course, um, featuring all Brisbane-based gaming content. Can you walk us through what, might, what you might find in the typical issue? Uh, well, when you talk about gaming, that's a very wide subject. That isn't just video games. That's card games. That's tabletop. That is... Uh, what did I forget? Board games. Can't forget board games. Um, 
And card games. I, th- I think I said card. Did Tabletop. Oh, yeah. And video. It's all in there. Board games. And video <laughs> and computer and board. Netflix. <laughs> Got them. Uh, but yeah, you'll, you'll find um, articles about recent releases from Brisbane developers. You'll find um, all the latest news. You'll find out about events that are happening around town. Um, you know, there's just so many things in Brisbane that you have no idea about until you go looking for it. Uh, which is why I started this. But, you know, even for example, there's a Street Fighter-themed restaurant. Mm. Uh, burger, burger Bar. That's in Morningside? No. That's down the uh, road from the studio. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. In the valley. Ooh. The more you know. Super Combo. Super Combo. It's yeah, great. Go it's delicious. It's really good. Mm. Uh, but yeah, there's just so much stuff happening. And it's impossible to collect it all in one place. But that's what I'm trying to do. That's cool. Can you tell us about, like, interesting happenings uh, that are that have been happening recently? Any interesting local news that is happening either this month or in previous months? Uh, well, the biggest thing I'm excited for is next weekend, all around Australia, actually, is the Battle of the Arcades. Uh, there's about eight to ten arcades around Brisbane that are getting together, and they're pretty much doing an Australian championship in about a dozen games. Uh, in Brisbane alone, if you head to uh, Netherworld, in the Valley, you go to One Up uh, Arcade in Morningside, or if you go to uh, Pinkadia in Wollongabba, uh, there's lots of arcade games to play. That's I don't even know cool. what, what Pinkadia is. I want to know now. I want to see it. I want to check it out. <laughs> I love that arcade bars are coming back in, in, in vogue. They're so cool. Bring it's it very back. cool. So, you've, you, the way that you got into printing a magazine specifically, you said that you wanted to, like, the niche idea of having a physical product was really appealing to you. What yeah. skills did you have previously that led you into doing this? Or was it all very, very ad hoc? No, no. At the time, I was a uh, graphic designer for a printing uh, printing place doing mm. real estate. And so during the day, I'd do this. And then on weekends, I would just go into work and then print Brisbane Bite. So I just took my, my skills of doing graphic design and printing and, and put it together with my passion for video games and trying to make something happen. And it's happening. Yeah. Because it used to be quarterly. Yes. And I made uh, the switch this year? Just this year. It's now gone monthly. Yes. How do you get enough content to fill a magazine every month? Oh, sometimes it can be tricky. I was going to say, because like we have... This is something that I've experienced, and I'm going to out Zed Games a little bit, and New Game Plus, actually. Like, trying to get enough content to fill an hour for Zed Games or half an hour for New Game Plus on TV, like, it can be a real challenge sometimes. And in your instance you're kind of restricting yourself. It's not restricting in that sense, but you're trying to pull from Brisbane-specific stuff or, like, you know, Southeast Queensland, I guess. Mm. How? <laughs> <laughs> there are definitely some slow months. Yeah. Uh, but it just, so far this year at least, it's happened naturally that there's at least one big game coming out each month or each, every other month. Yeah. In the months when a local game isn't coming out, there's always events happening around town. Places like Netherworld are really good about organizing events, particularly far enough ahead of time that I can print the magazine. <laughs> um, but there's there's just an incredible amount of things happening around town. And if you read Brisbane Bite, you'll find out all about them. Mm. Fantastic. Yes. So if you want more information about Brisbane Bite, there are social media channels available. Uh, Brisbane Bite at Twitter and Facebook, right, Scott? And Instagram. 
and you can also pick the magazine up at all of the the nerd arcade bars around town. If you can think of a place in Brisbane related to gaming, you'll probably find Brisbane Byte there. You are listening to the Zed Games radio show here in Brisbane on 102.1 FM or on Zed Digital or nationally on the community radio network. I am the best host in the room, Razor, and with me... Jack is the other best host in the room. The second best. The Jack, other best. Jack Dead Air Cringian. Thank you. Over here, just making it a junior reporter. Dead Air, junior Dead Air reporter. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yes, and we also have Evie and Adrian. Yes. Hey. And Scott is hey. still here. <laughs> Brisbane Bite. Check it out. Great I magazine. Now these guys went along to the Madman Anime Festival that was on the weekend. Barrels of fun, from what I hear. It was loads of fun. Barrels. barrels of fun. <laughs> Loads, barrels, same thing. Whatever okay. modifier you I guess you, you could put use. a load inside a barrel. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't let... <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Don't do that. It wasn't dirty until you laughed, Adrian. <laughs> it's all on you. Anyway. Behave. Anyway, give us the quick rundown. What? Who was there? What happened? How much fun did you have? Evie. Oh, who was there? <laughs> Lots of people. Weebs. Yes, you could say that. No, I had a great time. There was Attack on Titan, and they had Sword Art Online. Mm. Uh, they had all, like some walkthroughs. They had virtual reality. Your name. Yeah, your, I thought you were that like, movie. my name oh, for a second. They had Evie there, yeah. or Evie was there. No, Evie Pokemon were there. I was there. Sure. Yeah, they had some incredible art. I mean, me and my partner, uh, Natalie, it was her first time going to any kind of anything to do with anime or gaming related, and she went cosplay. She dressed up as Misa from... Death Note, which was really really oh, cool, awesome. and and she and she loved it. She had a great time. Uh, we checked out some of the. I think there was one interview on that day, which was one of the voice actors for Attack on Titan uh, does Mikasa Ackerman, and we got some sneak peeks into the next season. And they also had the um, Attack on Titan PS4 game, and there was a play. massive yeah. Titan head yeah. next to it. Yes, yes, yeah. That was. I didn't even re- like. I walked in and out of the hall so many times, and I lo- I like looked over my shoulder to the left, and I was like, "Oh my god, what is that? Oh, it's Attack on Titan too." Hey, yeah, don't I saw, talk I saw to something me. similar in uh, Japan when I was uh, climbing Tokyo Sky. Well, not climbing, but when I was at the top of Tokyo Sky Tree, they had a big Attack on Titan. You climbed it there. Sure. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, my my fondest memory from Madman Anime Festival was uh, attending on the Sunday and getting my splat on with Cringy for about. Two hours, because oh uh, Nintendo so Nintendo was there and they they brought Splatoon. So you guys were there and I didn't even see you because mm. we were just in the corner playing Splatoon the whole time. I was there <laughs> all day, both days. Uh. It was great. I think the the thing that I loved the most was the Brisbane video game market because there are there are mm. multiple sort of like more retro gaming markets. There was the one like we mentioned earlier at Cafe de Soit, but um, there was one that was kind of short lived for a little bit, and that was out at like Stones Corner. Um, run out of like a cafe like it backed onto a cafe and it was kind of like in like it was attached to someone's house i don't know it was a it was a much more of a low-key affair and i rocked up and i was like where are the demo discs <laughs> give me those ps1 demo- i'm always hunting for them i love them so much and um they haven't really been doing a whole lot of stuff but they were like yeah welcome to madman so it's cool to see all those retro games yeah the market was a bit hit and miss like there was a pamphlet for amiibo that they were selling for a price like an advertising <laughs> pamphlet. And I'm like, this is the kind of thing that I used to collect when I was younger and thought that everything was valuable when it came to video games. No. But, you know, there was there was some goodies, like you said. So, yeah. but I had a great time. I just wanted to, like, plug some of, like, two of the artists that I found really, really good. There's Melvin Chan Art. You should check these guys out on Instagram, by the way. So Melvin Chan Art, he does his own sort of uh, perspective 
on, uh, I guess, like this creative world that he's developed in his mind and he's put it on a paper and it's just, it's so cool. It's sort of like really polished. Melvin Chan art. Melvin Chan art. He's awesome. And another artist that I uh, saw there was Rose was her name and she was with Super Shark Studio and she does sort of these pencil sketches of Pokemon and other fan art. So like there was some Overwatch there as well and some of her own personal adaptations of things like one of them online was uh turtle puppy and it's really cute it's literally like a turtle and a puppy fused together and she's done it so smoothly and it's very anatomically correct really beautiful stuff so, they're my yeah. two favorite animals fused together turtle well I need there to see is it. actually i'll show you yeah but yeah check them out melvin chan art and super shark studio they were so cool so so cool yeah, it was it was a neat little compact, you know, convention. I mean, for reference, uh, for those who have been to Brisbane uh, events at the convention center before, the Brisbane Convention and Exhibition Center, um, like Supernova or Oz Comic Con, uh, usually the whole precinct uh, is all six filled. halls, all four halls, all four halls. There you go, you've actually got yeah. numbers. Uh, whereas this one is just one or two. It, it was one. One. Yeah. So yeah. it's physically quarter a quarter the size of a Supernova or Oz Comic Con. Yeah, but it's cute. It's nice. I think that they they managed a really, really good balance between like keeping something that was relatively low key. Like if you go to something like a, a Battle Arena Melbourne, um, or like I'm trying to think of like other sort of mid level stuff. But yeah, like anything Supernova or Comic Con might not be as you know like brash as like a, a Pax Oz, which is just so much. Um, it was there was enough stuff to hang out and do. Like it, it was a fun thing without feeling even remotely overwhelmed. Like even yeah. walking into a Supernova. All of those halls are booked out, and all of those halls are packed, typically. Like, that was my experience at Gold Coast. Um, and so it can be quite overwhelming in that in that kind of space. But this, it was small enough, and it was, like, dense enough. Not Like, it wasn't dense, but, like, there was enough people around to make it feel not intense, but also not empty. Exactly. Like, point. the passion was there. Like, there were still people, plentiful uh, cosplayers out in droves. And Weebs. Yes. Sure. <laughs> Everywhere. <laughs> Gotta call you all out. Uh, what's the draw of the anime festival like? Um, sorry, I'm just looking at Adrian's expression as he's looking at this. Puppy I've just been turtle shown thing. the puppy turtle, and it's oh, yeah, oh, it's, it's amazing. Cute. That's my heart. Puppy turtle, that's a good I thing. I just gasped. Yeah, I've been to Supernova, I've been to EB Expo and and PAX and and all that. Um, but what what are you there for? Like, are you there to see? The anime voice actors, are you there to like buy stuff? Are you there for the cosplay? I think it's like the stuff that's in that orbit, right? Like stuff that's yeah. loosely related when you're into like art that's kind of like weeby, like ish, and then games that are weeby. Like it's just, I don't want to say it's like a Japan pop culture festival, but that's kind of what it was like. From a more emotional perspective, I feel like I really enjoy I'm these dead places. <laughs> I feel like. I enjoy these places because I guess you feel sort of uh, people who tend to be into anime especially and gaming and that whole culture mm. can be very isolating, like in a physical way, because you're spending a lot of time looking at a screen Hold or so up, on, right? Yeah. And then you have these conventions or these places that you can go where you can see all these people dressing up as, as um, you know, characters that they really, really love and you can relate to them and you can actually share in that moment. You can get photos with them. You can walk around and mm. experience all the treasure troves of things and all the artists. merchandise and all these sorts of stuff that you really, really love, but you don't actually get to share in a, in a like I said, in a physical way. Yeah. You're in this huge room like with Tumblr only of does other so people. Much. Yeah. It's like um it's like a real world Tumblr feed. Can you imagine if there yeah. was a, is there a Tumblr con <laughs> with less 
<laughs> we don't talk about that. <laughs> That's a meme. But it was really cute. At one point, um, I have to share this experience because uh, Natalie was looked really, really good, and she had this full blonde wig on, and she looked really exactly like Misa from Death Note. And uh, this this girl comes up out of nowhere and just pulls out of her phone from her pocket. Doesn't say anything. It just goes Misa. And just pulls a phone up right in front of her and takes a photo. She's like, "Oh, God. oh, Evie, hold my stuff. Hold on, someone's taking a photo." I was oh like, "Yeah, God. they'll they'll just do that because people are shy. They, you know, they resort to these like hiding away in these these creative worlds." There's also a massive and sign get, out the front: get, like, "Cosplay is not consent." Yeah, well, yeah. which <laughs> kind of sets the tone. Yeah, it is a pretty massive sign. Yeah, it was really fun, and I really enjoyed that. I like the energy, and I like I like the people there too because everyone is just sort of like. I'm just here to enjoy the things that I love. Yeah. And they're, they're really chill, which is a really cool space to be in. It was a chill space. Your overall take, Scott? Were you in and out? You were in and out. Uh, and I was in the area on the Saturday. Yeah. Uh, I was uh, doing something else on the day. Mm. But it's always interesting to see the cosplayers and the general public mix. Yeah. Get some, <laughs> yeah. Get some good get, stairs Get all that, that weird side eye. Oh, yeah. It's like wearing a blue shirt you guys, in the city I can't tonight. remember what character it was, but it's from One Piece and is like... A full-grown man with like a massive diaper and like a like a baby yes! pacifier, and he was walking out in the street with Weird. Subway, and it was so, the funniest thing. <laughs> oh my god! Like put pants on, like just <laughs> just put God. That's not even my cosplay. That's just me. And he was quite confident. He too. was. He wasn't like at all ashamed. He, he was, was like, "Hey, good outfit." And then he's like, "What? What anime festival? Yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> what outfit?" <laughs> he's like walking out in a diaper. Seen the sandwich. This here. is normal. <laughs> Uh, I, re- I remember seeing him and someone happened to ask him what anime he was from and I was like I was like please say I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> I was like oh I'm, I'm from I just I, ho- I hope someone said like I'm from the Simpsons anime I just came for the something. body pillows yeah <laughs> and you just looked down and you're like uh not <laughs> but it was good I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to it next year because I feel like they can go bigger and better after that um, so we'll was see this it grow. like one of the first ones you Year two. Oh, great. Last year was way smaller. Um, like, there was less going on because this time the of the hall they had, about a quarter of the space was taken up by basically like a cinema. Um, that was in a completely different part of the of the convention center last year. And so there was way more space, but way less people and way less booths. So it was like, oh, it's kind of empty. So it was more intimate this time. Yeah. Mm. Like, it was a little bit sort of tighter and there was more stuff to engage with. So I, hopefully they will pack at least an entire hall out with just stuff on the show floor and then they can have all of the weebs hold up somewhere else <laughs> really intense weebs i'm excited for next year yeah it was a it was a load in a barrel of fun you gonna go again adrian yeah why not yeah yeah beautiful well that's there you go that's an entire show and that was mad man anime festival it's great um go and check out the artist that evie was saying it is shark what is it super, super shark. shark studios and melvin chan art melvin chan art go and check out brisbane bite at Brisbane Byte, Brisbane B-Y-T-E, everywhere. That's Facebook, correct. Instagram, Twitter. Um, and if you're listening everywhere. in Brisbane, check out New Game Plus tonight at 9.30 on c31.org.au. That's a little self-indulgent. Spamalicious. Joke. I didn't authorize that self-promotion. <laughs> it's community media, right? right? I can get away with what I want. Uh, <laughs> that has been an entire show. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We will see you. Well, we won't see you, but you'll hear us. Same next time week. next week. We've got E3 next week. It's going to be exciting. Super good. Can't yeah. wait. Yeah, tune in. There's going to be a lot going on. See you soon. See ya. Bye.